And joining us now is Woody. Good evening, Woody. How are you? How are you, Colin? Thank you very much. I'm, I'm doing fine. Yourself? I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, whereabouts in the UK are you located? I'm in London. Okay, so am I. So we're very, very close together. Which part, actually, are you in? West London. Okay, so I'm over here in, in East London. How have you been managing during lockdown? What have you been up to? I'm trying to stay busy, you know, trying not to, uh, try not to lose my mind. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's, it's different because uh, the amount of rehearsals that I was able to do was drastically reduced, obviously. Um, there was no gigs, um, obviously. Um, so I, I just basically what I've been trying to do is just sit down uh, in my home studio and just, you know, try to knock out as many tunes as, as possible or just writing, recording, mixing, you know, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. I've been looking at your press release here, and it says that so you got into music at the age of 14 when you stole your mate's guitar. Can you tell us something about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, a, a bad thing leads to a good thing. Um, so I had this, this mate of mine, um, he uh, used to... Um, take guitar lessons and he used to be a very good flamenco player so i would go around to his and he would show me a couple of you know tricks and moves and i would grab his spare guitar and started playing and then one day i said well can i can i um borrow it from you this guitar and he goes yeah sure just make sure you give it back i never gave it back and then uh one day he just <laughs> <laughs> he, came, uh, he came over to mine and said, mate, where is my guitar? What have you done? I'm like, I'm really sorry. I'm just going to keep it. He goes, no, you can't keep it. They had the whole argument. Um, in the end, I had to give it back. And then I started pestering my mom. So I listen, I need to get a guitar. And uh, we were like, uh, we were sort of very working class, very poor. Um, and my mom said, I don't have any money to give you. You have to go and, you know, <laughs> earn it. So basically, uh, I had an, I still have an uncle who's a farmer um, in the eastern uh, part of Poland, because that's where I'm from. Um, so I basically traveled over to his place, and it's like 600 miles away. got on a train, I traveled to his, worked um, the entire summer for like three months straight, got enough money, and I got, bought my first guitar. Well, yeah. you, you said you were from Poland, so, have you, you, so you're not originally from the UK then? No, 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 no. I mean, I've lived here for, been here for 20 years now, so I guess I'm sort of, <laughs> I'm more British than I'm Polish. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. You completely lost the accent. You you sound very British to me. Yeah. I mean, although sometimes my my, my wife says when I get a little tipsy, like the, the Polish comes out, <laughs> I, start, <laughs> I start saying things that sound very, very Eastern European, but, you know. Okay, well, you're here to really to talk about your, uh, your your music. The first tune we're going to hear is a tune called Elbom. Can you tell us something about that? Uh, yeah, it's you know, it's <laughs> it's one of those where you know you sort of uh, um, anyone who's got a heartbeat probably has gone through a thing when you sort of you fall for someone and you you sort of you're not quite sure whether it's the right time to tell them you love them, and then you say it, and then the other party goes like, "Oh, mate." too soon um so yeah so it's about that sort of situation when you're just dropping an album on someone and and they are just like uh completely unprepared and you know the other side is just uh in a completely different uh headspace and they do not want the same thing as you do or as you were hoping for
So, yeah. Okay, so let's hear it now. This is Woody and Elbom. One, two, one, two, three, Ooh. four. Lately, you've been looking at me strangely. Lately, you've been calling me all sorts. Gave you what I thought you always wanted. Now you're telling me that what I thought was wrong. I'm in a good time, isn't that what you wanted? I'm in a good time, isn't that what you need? I wish you slow. So Woody and Elbom. Woody, when you write these songs, what comes first, the lyrics or the, uh, or the, or the music, or does it both sort of come together? Um, I'd say, I'd say they, they, they come... I, I think it's more of a sort of mix-and-match thing. So I would already have a piece of lyrics lying around somewhere, and then I would have a piece of music lying around somewhere, and then I would just go through um, both of the... Uh, both of the folders and, and and try to see what sort of works together what works together what matches um so that's usually the process they sort of i i write them separately if you like okay well you mean we mentioned earlier on before we were sort of starting up really about uh, sort of nicking your your mate's guitar when you was 14 when you was sort of that sort of age what influences did you have what influenced you when you was sort of you know 14 ish um what sort of music were you listening to i mean so my parents, they never listened to. There was no music in our, uh, you know, in our house. 
I don't. There was just, just we didn't listen. So I would whatever I could um, lay my hands on at my mates' places. That that's what I would listen to. And and I, I like the the first the first sort of mm, the first band that I really got into when I was like uh, 11, 12 was ACDC. Okay, yeah. I, <laughs> Good I choice. remember. Yeah, I remember hearing Thunderstruck, which was like the first tune that I heard of them. I almost, I, I couldn't sleep that night. It was, I, I'd never heard anything like it. So there was just like my um, lifelong obsession with that band. And then I, when I was 12, I heard that tune. And then our school organized like a little lip syncing contest. So me and my little buddies dressed up as ACDC and, and we won it. And I, I knew it back then. It was like, I got to do this. Which, one, do which, this. which, which one was Angus? Uh, uh, yeah, my mate, my mate Paul was Angus. I was, I was Brian Johnson. Yeah, I had, a, I had a little cap and everything. Oh, it was really good. A little, um, um, a little denim jacket as well with uh, sleeveless. Um, and then, and then I think the second, um, the second person. I think the biggest influence by far on me was James Brown. Now, like I, I discovered James Brown really, really late. I, I like I, I'm I'm so ignorant when it comes to music. Uh, so I only I only heard James Brown when I was 20 years old the <laughs> first time. And my maid introduced me to it and and I and I heard his tune Get Up Get Up uh, Get Up yeah I think Get Up Get Up was what was the tune and I heard it on the um on a commercial. And I asked my maid I was like mate what is this song I heard this tune and he goes like what are you talking about you idiot that's James Brown I'm like who's James Brown and he started playing me these tunes. I could not, I could not believe that I missed something that big. And I, it, it was just like opened up my my world. I was like, oh my god, that you know the rhythm, the groove, the funk, him screaming, him yelling. You couldn't make out the words. I was just, uh, my mind was, was was blown. And like every party that we would organize at <laughs> our place, I we can't... would just play James Brown. I can understand exactly how you missed the you, you missed the felt. You said earlier on that you you recorded in the home studio. Is that the only place you record? Just in your sort of home studio? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the only place where, where I do. I'll, I'll sometimes go around to like different studios to maybe record the vocals, but the, the way I work, I I I need a lot of time. Um, so I you know I I do a lot of takes. I I sort of you know, try to improve, delete, add, take things out. So you're basically a lot of tinkering. Um, so I, I need a lot of time. And, you know, you, if, if you go to someone's studio, you're on sort of um, sort of pain by the hour, right? So exactly, it yes. Very, yeah. Yeah. It becomes very difficult to sort of feel comfortable. But it, it's, you know, it's it's got its drawbacks as well because you should start tinkering. There is like no sort of... No clear default line where you're supposed to stop. Um, but yeah, for, for the time being, the studio is where it is. And I'm guessing you're there on your own as well, so you've got nobody else really to sort of. You just got to decide yourself really whether it's good or bad or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just sort of do everything yourself. You know, you write the lyrics, you write the music, then you mix, then you produce, then then you engineer the whole thing. And and again, it's it's a good thing because you sort of learn all the different skills. Yep. Yep. Um, but it's also sort of limiting because, you know, there is an advantage to having different people around you because people can come in with a fresh pair of eyes and ears and throw up ideas that you would have not come up with otherwise. And so, so that's that's good as well. Um, but, you know, 
so far, I, I, I like doing everything myself. Maybe sometime down the line we'll have an opportunity to work with other people, but you know, for the time being, I'm, I'm happy the way it is, I guess. <laughs> happy being solo. Uh, the next tune we're going to hear is a tune called Better. Can you let us know about that? Was that written sort of recently, or is that quite an old tune? Or but No, no, no. I wrote it a year ago. Uh, I wrote it a couple of years ago, and it was, it was just basically about you know, one of those situations when you are in a really, really bad relationship and you just sort of coming out of it and you're realizing, oh my God, uh, you know, I've been dragged through hell and mud and you're just coming up the other side and you feel like, oh, you know what, I, I think I'm going to do better than, than this last relationship. That's pretty much it. So uh, I think we'll hear it now. This is Woody and, of course, a tune called Better. on my credit card oh no you didn't squish my vinyls or take my car oh no you didn't just post a picture of my dick online oh no you didn't just take my phone oh no you didn't just smash my watch oh no you didn't just the love of my brand new clothes and yeah I was in the wrong I got drunk and kissed another side of the road. I could write him big letters that I think you're out. I could go to your office and embarrass you in front of your boss. But the truth is, I dodged the bullet and I'm walking away scot free. Free from your lies, your threats and your threats and your stubborn STDs. And yeah, I was in the wrong. I got drunk and
Woody and uh, Better. I do like your music, Woody. Every sort of tune you do seems a little bit different, which I think is uh, rather good and rather interesting. Is that deliberate or just the way they turn out? No, it's just I, no, it's not deliberate. It's just you know how how these just, how these songs um, yeah. come to me. But I think that that's what you get when you grow up listening to ACDC and then James Brown. You know what I mean? It's it's just <laughs> it's just a lot of different uh, genres in between. But I, I think it's a good thing. What um what you we, we spoke earlier on about uh, what influenced you when you were sort of fourteen and you and you and you stole that guitar. But nowadays, what's your sort of influences nowadays, and what do you listen to nowadays? I I do not listen to a lot of music. I I have to say, I, just I I don't know. I, so your favorite, so your fa- your favorites really are still James Brown and uh, ACDC. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like I I. I I play James Brown like pretty much every day. I listen to ACDC maybe every other day. And now they and now they've reformed as well. <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, there, there was a there was an artist that I discovered recently called Thundercat. Okay. Um, Thundercat, and I, I, I listen to a lot of his album, but it's almost like it, it's pop music, but it's sort of anti-pop music, and I love that. There is um, and there are a lot of um, like unsigned artists that i listen to as well me too um, <laughs> yeah i mean because because i just cause i think that's where innovation happens right on the fringes that's 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 where people come up with fresh ideas and it sort of trickles down to the mainstream pop and so on and the mainstream pop yeah it, it's nice but it's as far as like new fresh ideas probably not the place you want to uh, go for so listening to people that are just um, unsigned artists, uh, you know, it's a great thing. I've, I've, I've discovered recently a, a guy called Human Barbie. There's another band called The Waiting List, um, Amy Lawson. I get just off the top of my head. These are just like people who are just flying under the radar, but just releasing brilliant songs. Um, yeah, so that's what my sort of... You'll have, you'll have um, to put them in touch with me for the uh, for the, for the new and unsigned band show. Um uh, Absolutely, you, yeah. When we when this is all over, when the lockdown and everything is over, do you do you, do you go out and play live much? Yeah, yeah. I, I, before before the whole thing, behold it, you know. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll, 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 we'll call it the thing before the thing happened. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing before the thing. Yeah. Um. The, yeah. I I I used to you know I'll be playing three three nights a week, four nights a week before that. Because um, like like again, you know, you play music, playing live. It's the, um, especially in that sort of when you're when you're just about to record your song. There's nothing better than you know grabbing your guitar and going out and playing whatever's available to to figure out what these songs really sound like in different settings. Um, so I, I would try to do as much of that as possible, and I loved it. But now. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it. Very, is it always on your own, or do you ever go out with a band, or is it always sort of solo? Um, so um, my live setup is myself and, and a drummer. Um, so G- G- give him I, a plug then. What's what's the drummer's name? What, come, you must give him a plug. Yeah, yeah. I must. Uh, so his name is um, Raúl. Okay. Spanish sensation. Uh, his <laughs> nickname is El Gato, the big cat. Um, <laughs> Hello to El Gato. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I said just hello to El Gato, just in case you'll probably be listening. Hello to El Gato, yeah. I call him El Gato Gelato, the ice cream cat. <laughs> uh, he is a, he's a smooth, uh, he's a smooth, smooth uh, drummer. I uh, really love working with him. So we've been playing for a while now. 
and and I basically I have figured out a way to make my guitar sound like a, a bass and an electric guitar put into one. So it's just the two of us, and we make a lot of noise. So that's great. Um, but then sometimes I would just grab my acoustic guitar and go out and, and play as well because you sort of if you if you can make your song work in that sort of setup, just you and the acoustic guitar, you know it's going to work when you put more when you throw more production at it. Um, so that was sort of my approach to live playing, either me and Elgato Gelato or or just myself. How did you How did you meet him? Oh, um, how did that? Uh, he sounds fascinating. I'm, Probably because of his name, but I just wondered how you met him. No, no, I just I, I advertised online oh, for okay. I think it, it, I think there was a website called Bandonkers. Ba um, <laughs> so I so I, I advertised on oh maybe Gumtree, well, one of those stuff. And uh, he just came through, and I was I was in a place where I've I've, I've gone I've maybe auditioned five different people, and it didn't quite work out. It was just like loads of different stories. And he was just uh, the, the dude that just came through. I started talking to him. It was really easy, really sort of chilled, uh, no ego. It was just great. So we just, we just left that. Let's have a, do you want to um, come here tomorrow and we'll play again? He goes, yeah. We just started playing together. It sort of naturally um, fall into place, everything. Is it, always really in, is it always in London where you play or do you sort of move around the country a bit? No, no, always in London. Because um, I, I think the plan for this year is to... No, for next year. <laughs> the <laughs> yes. plan is, uh, yeah, is to. I have a sneaky feeling that basically what's going to happen. If you wanna, if you wanna play live, you will need to get vaccinated, and then you can start going to like playing venues and festivals. So the basically the plan is to um, buy a car and then start applying for festivals and so on. I'm, I might be a little too optimistic. But yeah, that was the the plan. So, what's your what's your favourite venue in London? Where do you where do you or is the one where you play sort of most? Well, there is a <laughs> there is a pub down from mine, and it's and it's the best venue for me because it's just two minutes and it's just <laughs> round the corner. You can walk. Yeah, I can walk with my guitar with my. I I do not like hauling. I and nobody likes that, right? Yeah. Nobody likes hauling the stuff halfway across the city. Um, and you know, venues. I guess you know, venues are probably. It, it does. It, I've never, I've never noticed much different between venues. But I, I do. I, I must say that yeah, some venues have got attract a certain type of uh, audience that makes it that makes it really comfortable to play for them. Um, so these sort of clubs are really, are really good. But yeah, I, I would always go for convenience. <laughs> <laughs> and what give? What's the venue called? Mm. It's called the Tack Horse, okay. uh, and there was an um, uh, guy by the name of um, Duncan, Duncan, um, Duncan Hogg. You look him up on Facebook and stuff. He, he organizes the whole thing. It's just like his own little open mic, but he's got it down to a T, and, and it's always a good vibe. And you can go in and, and, and you know and play and rehearse your songs and whatnot. So uh, yeah, if you if you are looking to start your career or you're looking, you know, just to play a little bit, go to go down to the pack horse and you're going to have a good night. What's it called again? The the pack. The pack horse. horse. Yeah, P-A-C-K. Okay. And where's horse. that? Whereabouts in London? 
It's in Chiswick. Okay, all right. Okay, Chiswick. Okay. Um, right, we've got one more tune to play and then we'll, we'll, have a, we'll come back and we'll have a quick chat about how people can obtain your music. Uh, the final yeah. tune, I think maybe the first one you sent me, is called Girls From Up North and you're in London. Yeah. So what are you doing writing a song about girls from up north? <laughs> That's what happens when you fall for one of those lasses from up north, you know what I mean? You have a little relationship and then you end up uh, missing them and writing songs about them. Um yeah, and, yeah, it's based, yeah. That's that's what the song is about. It's about um, falling for a girl from yeah, it was uh, Leeds. Okay. Actually. Do you want to, <laughs> do you want to introduce it? Um, yeah, sure. Go on then. Just Hello, say everyone. This is sorry. Just say what it is, and we'll I'll press the button. <laughs> oh, hello everyone. This is Woody, and this is Girls from Up North. Oh, 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 oh. 
That's uh, Woody and Gels from up north. Woody, if people want to obtain your music and get hold of it, uh, download it or buy it, do you do hard copies of your music or is it only sort of downloads only? Uh, it's downloads only. Um, and you can, you can find it on my website. Um, so if you if you want to purchase it, it's 99 pence on woodysongs.com. And Woody is spelled W-U-D-I songs.com. You can also hear it, stream it on Spotify. Again, Woody Songs. Um, yeah, all the usual places. Uh, they will play Apple Store, all that. And do you have a website? Is Yeah, the website is uh, woodysongs.com. www.woodysongs.com. And you're on Spotify and all the other bits and pieces. Yeah, SoundCloud, Spotify, um, all the good stuff. iTunes. Okay. Well, that's it. Well done. So uh, I'll put that out there, and I'll definitely come and see you probably in Chiswick at the uh, the pack horses when all this uh, virus thing is over, <laughs> and uh, I can come down and see you, you and your yeah. drummer. I'll keep you posted. Me, me, and Elgato will let you know when we uh, when we uh, when we got a spot secured. So, so we'll let you know definitely. Okay, I'll definitely be down. So thank you very much, Woody, for being on our ARFM, and I'll catch you live soon. Bye bye now. Thank you, Colin. Take care. Bye bye.